Journalism remains an indispensable part of society. With the advent of the internet, journalism jobs have changed in type and scope over the last two decades. And now more than ever, journalism benefits every member of society by the millions of words written and broadcast every day. Journalists are not simply writers, editors, and news anchors. Journalists are essentially the watchdogs of society and are the most visible proponents of the First Amendment right of free speech. The U.S. Constitution guarantees freedom of the press, meaning that journalists are not subject to censorship by the government. This also means that prior restraint, which is an attempt to keep a story from being published or broadcast, is also prohibited. Thus, by their very jobs, journalists are preserving the right to free speech in the United States. Also, we live in an age where people retweet and repost everything from social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and more. While some may repost actual articles, others repost rumors. When articles are posted, it's original content. Who creates original content? Journalists do. Journalists look for sources to tell the truths published in their stories. In other words, journalists perform research. It's the research that is important here. Without doing the research, without performing verification, the news that is found on the internet is nothing more than a meme or a series of rumors that one may have difficulty proving. Journalists are expected to provide a fair opinion because they are committed to finding the truth and presenting it to the public. The news is a function in people's lives. As such, it provides people with the best possible available information so they can make informed decisions about all aspects of their lives. And yet, their contributions and significance to society overshadows the reality of their crippling mental health. The mental health of journalists is rarely, if ever, discussed and brought to the topic of conversation. A limited number of studies have been conducted to showcase just how detrimental journalists' day-to-day tasks can be to their well-being. It is time to change this, and it is finally time to unpack preconceived notions regarding journalists and the media realm as a whole. This is Newsroom Mayhem. I'm Alexa Morrissey, your host for this series, and this series will consist of five episodes, each revealing the harsh and raw realities as what it means to be a journalist and to be affiliated with the public realm on a daily basis. Journalists have to deal with the emotional toll of reporting on trauma, as well as the practical challenges of handling major issues. It's a challenge that's confronting more and more newsrooms across the United States, and this is why addressing this issue is more prominent than ever. Throughout this series, I will be looking to answer this question. What extent are news journalists impacted when reporting on traumatic and violent incidents? And what mechanisms did they utilize to help them cope and maintain their professionalism and mental health? As much as journalists may fancy themselves superhuman observers of history, the truth is that they are as susceptible to trauma as the victims whose stories they tell. When reporting on traumatic incidents, news journalists are exposed to raw and senseless acts with little to no preparation, and their overall well-being is jeopardized as a result. Further, news journalists are forced to cope with their internal struggles through innovative mechanisms to sustain an impartial 
and professional persona to the public. The subsequent installments in this series will dwell deeper into the ways institutions can better prepare journalists to face work-related trauma and provide resources for those who suffer. But it's up to those of us in the field to change the way we think and talk about mental illness. Road accidents and plane crashes, natural disasters, famine and war, crime and murder, floods, riots, child abuse and torture, rape and sexual violence, genocide, and the aftermath of all of those things, loss, bereavement, extreme human distress. Trauma is at the heart of news and of the human condition. How it's reported gives those who weren't there their first understanding of what a traumatic event means, personally, for their families and loved ones, for their community and their nation, indeed for the world as a whole. The journalism of trauma matters, and journalists have a profound responsibility to tell the story well. Their work can reflect, reinforce, and calm or exacerbate the grief and distress that ripples out from death and injury. Covering trauma, whether major international stories or events much closer to home, can also have an impact on those who do the reporting. Like the police, the fire and medical services, like military personnel and rescue workers, journalists are professional first responders to crisis and disaster but they're among the last of those groups to recognize the psychological implications of that responsibility. Just as sports reporters and financial journalists don't open a notebook without a professional knowledge of their field, neither should those who report violence and tragedy. This episode will be guided by this question. How have news reporters' experiences with traumatic incidents impacted their overall mental health? I will seek to answer this question throughout the course of this series, but also focus on the lack of preparatory courses and trauma aid services in this episode. Before we continue, a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and to shed light on the lack of coping resources available to news reporters and journalists. Our intention is to bring awareness and to initiate programs for the betterment of individuals who are involved in the media realm. Our findings should in no way dissuade those interested in pursuing a career in news journalism. Change can happen. News reporters' experiences with traumatic and violent events have negatively impacted their mental health and emotional stability. Journalists wish to break free of their oppressive mentality but they are reminded of the abrasive horrors that sparked their distress initially. Being a news journalist has several mental and emotional consequences on an individual. It is apparent through PBS NewsHours, a journalist story of PTSD. Journalist Dean Yates followed stories of conflict in the Middle East and Southeast Asia for years in his job for Reuters, producing and reporting around some of the region's most important events. Earlier this year, he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, a condition that can result from exposure to traumatic events. It is truly heartbreaking to see how one is deteriorated from their occupation that they once loved and admired so deeply. 
It was just enormous. There was so much anguish. And we had to, obviously, there was a funerals that had to be organized. And it was, it was just a very, it was the most difficult period of my life those few days. And in weeks in the aftermath of their deaths. I think in the last couple of years, certainly the last two or three years, there were times when I couldn't get out of bed. I'd just be so depressed. I'd lie in bed and I just, I barely had enough strength to send an email to my, my boss at the time and say, look, I just can't. I can't get out of bed. I can't work today. I think we have an obligation as journalists to talk about mental health issues because I think we're uniquely equipped to communicate what it's like to live with mental illness. From Yates' account, it is apparent to see that the harsh realities of struggling with mental illnesses are extremely common for news reporters. News reporters have a passion for what they do. However, they must pay a price when reporting on dangerous or life-threatening stories. Covering a story with a certain magnitude of trauma can negatively impact one's daily life, as a journalist may not be capable of performing his or her job to their utmost potential. The shame and humiliation associated with this phenomenon leaves news reporters in a state of discouragement, as the difficulty of simply getting out of bed overpowers one's inner thoughts and emotions. Yates showcases the honest and raw realities of being a news reporter. The tone in which Yates responds to the interviewer suggests the notion that living with a mental illness is challenging and gruesome and may even be difficult to express verbally. Stigmas associated with the mental illness of news reporters and journalists are barely touched upon by the media, and this source accurately reveals why this neglect needs to be acknowledged. I was able to contact various news reporters and talk with them to begin to comprehend the trauma they experience when reporting on violent events throughout their careers. What you're about to listen to is an interview with Erica Orstad. Ms. Orsad is fresh out of college and has since been working as a reporter and multimedia journalist for WMBB News 13. Even though she has only been working in the news realm for a couple of months, she has still seen some gruesome and ghastly scenes. I asked Ms. Orstad how she copes with her emotional unrest as she reflected. Well, I'm a one-man band. I do everything by myself, and... It, it's very, very demanding. The hours are completely unpredictable. Like just this phone call, you would think like setting up a phone call would be easy, and it's like it should be, but the hours are just never unpredictable. Know, exactly. And that that you know has a mental health aspect as well. Like that's part of the reason I'm going to counseling is just because I'm struggling with the unpredictability of the job. The job. Just that yeah. you know, like you could have a plan set and then all of a sudden your whole plan is just derailed because something's going on and you have to cover it. And it's like, oh, that's tough. And wow. I just wish that people and more people understood that yeah, about really. journalists. Because that's what they're doing every day to bring you the news. And exactly. they miss holidays. They miss time with their family. Like a lot of journalists miss watching their kids grow up to bring you the news so at least people can do is just have like some respect you know appreciate them a little bit more because <laughs> they work real hard and you know this exactly. is their first job and people have been doing this for years you know this interview puts such a level of extremity and experience into greater perspective no matter how much time one has been in the news reporting field one will always encounter an event more emotionally distressing than the one prior. 
Miss Orstad poses significant worries regarding her mental health and happiness because she only graduated in May of 2019 and has many more stories to cover throughout her news reporting career. Miss Orstad is one of several news journalists who carry these inner emotions and feelings of distress on a daily basis. I also had the pleasure of interviewing Katie Swiltalski. Miss Swiltalski has covered Broward County for WLRN for four years, and several of her stories have run nationally on NPR. Even though she has only been in an industry for a minimal amount of time, every day marks a new area of excitement, curiosity, skepticism, but most importantly, trauma and distress. Swiltowski reported on the shooting at Soman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. In an interview, Ms. Kultalski tells about the origin of her own trauma responding to this tragedy. And I was yeah. just so overwhelmed by sadness of like, for whatever reason, I thought of those students that I'd come to know, like their friends and their family so well. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, they're never going to get to buy a Christmas tree with their family again. And like, little things like that, you, you find yourself right. like crying in the car for a few minutes. Miss Wiltalski has not fully recovered from this atrocity because she is still covering it to this day and will further cover Nicholas Cruz's trial in January of 2020. She declares that she is extremely apprehensive about covering the trial as she feels as if more coverage will mentally and emotionally drain and damage her to the core. Unfortunately, news journalists are forced to decide whether their occupation or their mental and emotional well-being is more important. It is simply impossible for one's work life to not impede on one's home life in the news reporting realm. And this interview with Ms. Waltalski truly showcased how news reporters can become more experienced journalists, but can also lose their sense of self in the process. Taken together, these interviews and studies suggest journalists are at a risk for exposure to violent and traumatic incidents, which can ultimately result in post-traumatic stress. No matter what their beat, journalists who are reporting day in and day out for newspapers, online, radio, and TV are regularly working closely with people who are emotionally fragile. It is a risky state of play. With a significant amount of work involved, you might be surprised to discover that little to no preparatory courses exist for those of news journalists. The consideration of journalism and trauma as a distinct field of practice, education, and research is relatively new. According to societal standards, journalists and various news reporters are not defined as first aid responders because they are not physically handling injured people. However, they are at the scene of a crime even before paramedics, police officers, and other responders arrive. Journalists are exposed to raw hardships before they are censored for the general population. This is imperative to realize because it gives us the opportunity to explore the deeper root cause of this detrimental issue. Lawyer Bree Newester examines potential solutions to combat this issue, while also introducing the establishment of the DART Center for Journalism and Trauma, which serves to inform journalists and news reporters on the numerous risks of their occupation. The DART Center continues its work today where journalists are able to access resources and receive training and guidance. Ms. McMahon found that not only do journalists report quite serious trauma at the time of covering stories of a critical nature, 
It also seemed that they continued to experience residual effects afterwards, with some of the symptoms falling into the categories of post-traumatic stress and acute stress disorders. In 1999, the DART Center for Journalism and Trauma was established. Its purpose was to disseminate information to journalists and media outlets on the issues and risks around reporting on traumatic events, and specifically, the risk of psychiatric injury. The DART Center for Journalism and Trauma provides a professional forum for all journalists in all media to analyze issues, share knowledge and ideas, and advance strategies related to the craft of reporting on violence and tragedy. It also creates and sustains collaboration and communication among news professionals, academic researchers, and others concerned with violence, conflict, and tragedy. By investigating different training programs, our community can clarify and pinpoint particular coping mechanisms that news journalists utilize to avoid levels of unwanted thoughts and images, such as group therapy and counseling sessions. The exploration of these coping mechanisms can provide our society with greater insight into the professional newsroom realm, and we can further incorporate these into all news stations across the globe. And speaking of across the globe, journalists in Mexico are witnessing countless atrocious acts as violence is currently surging there. The country just lived through the most violent 12 months it's seen in recent history, and attacks on news reporters and journalists are fueling a vicious cycle of bloodshed. This powerful report from CGTN America illustrates the dangerous climate for journalists in Mexico and raises concerns about PTSD and other mental health illnesses that come about as a result. It is revealed how journalists are directly impacted by this bloodshed, as reporter John Holman claims. Acts of hideous violence that many journalists witness daily came noticeable changes in their emotional health. Sensation of confusion, of fear, and then loneliness, and then came a time of sadness, unable to remove the traumatic moments they've witnessed from their minds. Mexico offers one of the most dangerous and life-threatening locations to report on certain scenarios with the increased presence of decapitations, kidnappings, and vicious murders. The study conducted on Mexican journalists reveals that 77% of reporters experience high anxiety, over 40% experience post-traumatic stress, and nearly 25% resort to utilizing drugs or alcohol to cope with their mental and emotional pains. This source reasserts the notion that news reporters experience various emotional distresses and it is difficult to completely recover from these atrocious incidents. The particular statistics that are presented in this source provide concrete evidence about the fact that news reporters and journalists are at extreme risk of experiencing post-traumatic symptoms. With all of these assertions and statistics in mind, it is crucial for the public to appreciate news journalists more as they are faced with life-threatening and debilitating circumstances on a daily basis. As a community, we have to be more mindful of their hard work and immense efforts. It is our job to spread awareness of the realities of their mental health and establish mandatory courses and trauma training programs to teach journalists how to cope and internalize their unwanted thoughts and emotions. Don't just stand there and watch journalists become stigmatized and underappreciated. Advocate for change and take action to the best of your abilities. The last thing we want is for this newsroom mayhem 
to spiral into more chaos and obliterate more individuals and the media realm as we know it. Special thank you to Erica Orstad and Katie Spoltalski for their amazing interviews and Ari Arias, Savan Ben David, and Mitchell Cohen for reading evidence. <laughs>